0: Give me love. Give me love. Give me love. <laughs> love me. Mama, Mama, give me love. Mama, Mama, give me love. Mama mama give me love mama, mama give me love hey guys welcome to the podcast that was such an entrance i have never entered like that i'm using the last shred of energy in my body to do this bonus episode so please wherever you are give me a standing ovation Woo! okay so i'm super excited actually can't tell i'm always excited to be doing a podcast but yeah this is another yet another bonus episode and i'm gonna call this one the dog meat story because it feels like it's a lot of gist but it's not so much gist so basically i believe that there's a lesson in everything if we're very careful to look right and if we're very careful to pay attention to those lessons but sometimes you don't have to be so deep about these lessons sometimes the lessons can be very basic and um anyway let me tell you about the dogby story because i know i'm going to be telling the story to my children when during their birthday parties you know be a killjoy and everything okay so i needed to get done for work basically um i work at an ngo called coma Club currently can find us on instagram please give us a follow if you find us on social media on youtube give us follow please we need we need the numbers and we make amazing content and so we're doing a nutrition month and we've been like all around trying to like curate and collate a lot of content about food and you know different sorts of food different cultures what food means to different cultures and all of that so today we were going to um find dog meat right we're going to do a little food review find out the cultures that do that eats dog meat and like the whole hula Baru. and we had to go all the way to massacre i have never been to massacre in my entire life i never i don't think i've been anywhere maybe past like Karu, like not the new Karu, the old Karu. so i was very i was kind of itchy about table anyway we, we move right i had a contact of course because i'd never been there before and i didn't want a situation where i went for something at a particular place and or i didn't want a situation where i was going for something and i would get lost that was one thing i didn't want i wanted to avoid it by all means and i was driving so i was like okay you know let's try and just get to the particular place in one piece first thing that went wrong if you know anything about Abuja it's like there's never usually traffic there's not usually traffic okay traffic is a once in a while occurrence maybe a car broke down somewhere or it's rush hour traffic and like, you know people are trying to get home to lokogoma Apple Access where like half of Abuja leaves and so it's like there's usually traffic on this side of town right because people would argue that it's not even abuja in the first place it's in nasarawa state and i would be one of those people who would argue that because we literally saw what comes nasarawa so what what are you guys talking about they're voting for their governor there his campaign banners were everywhere so please y'all live there you're in nasarawa state come and beat me i'm in my house in abuja anyway so we i had to drive all the way first of all we um left by three and we almost merged with brush our traffic that's people who were going back because you know when i said half of abuja lives at local goma abu access yeah the other half especially civil servants live at this nasarawa state place that we're headed to and so we um about on the journey it was a two-hour drive i felt like i was traveling when i tell you my tailbone was hurting jesus is lord my tailbone was on fire Anyway, found the first place. And it was it was a huge journey. Traffic here and there. Traffic was moving, thankfully. It wasn't like the stock sort of traffic, so we were moving. And like finally got to the place. And it wasn't what we expected, you know. The there's I, I didn't want to be like a hybrid of bad news and all of that. But very often when you're planning for something you know everything that could possibly go wrong might just go wrong and there's really nothing you can do about it and so we had planned i had planned anyway because i went along with my friends three of my two of my friends and then a colleague of mine which who's also my friend but yeah you get the point you get the drift and i'd already planned oh because i don't want to get missing i already had a contact there i already had who i was gonna call who had we needed to make videos we needed to like use our cameras our equipment a lot of people we have to take permission to do that especially since we're filming you know people individuals their businesses they have to be involved they have to be okay with it and so um everything went wrong first of all it took us a a lot to find a place and when we did there was only one man who who sold dog meat. Um, at the place and um he sold he was drunk or high i'm not sure what it was but it was a really um it must have been a good high it must must have been good meat you know because he he seemed like he was in such a happy mood with himself um and then he had a table full of dog meat in pieces and he covered it with some white cloth that, thankfully, was white, so we could tell how clean it was. It wasn't so dirty. The food scientist in me could smell the salmonella, but well, you know, <laughs> salmonella—I'm not even sure if it's even on on meat. But hey, my five years' degree is in the mod, I'm working as a content creator, so it can't get any worse, right? Anyway, he—he's like, all right. You want to buy meat how much meat do you want to buy it's like suya but with no fire underneath it so I'm like this cannot be safe but against my better judgment I'm like okay he's the only guy that we have here let's see how we can use this to advantage and so we we went on to ask oh, we want to buy meat yes but we want to make a video with our camera and this man goes how much are we gonna pay him Very often we encounter these sort of people when we're going to do videos. Like, oh, how much are you going to pay for the video that you are creating of my stuff? Which is a valid question, if I'm being honest. You know, everybody wants to cash out. The economy is hard. Things are difficult. I get it, sort of. But then, I also think that maybe it's because i'm on the other i'm on the receiving end of things but i also think that you should be considerate to these people here's the idea if i was to buy something and i brought out my phone and i started filming myself buying stuff it it, it wouldn't quite concern you you'd be like, eh. you know but once we decide to take official permission from you and say oh we don't want to film you we want to just film your stuff you know while we're back then it becomes a problem and i have i have encountered that like a a lot when we're trying to like create content especially since culture which is what coma club is about involves interaction with people is a lot of elements of culture but people are a huge element of the culture so very often we have had interactions where people say no you have to pay us how much much are you willing to pay us how much are you going to pay for it for all intents and purposes ignore my dogs how much are you going to pay for it and things like that um (laughs) that is not the point anyway so in the middle of how difficult and how tough it was to find um dog meat and to even film the terrible dog meat that we found at first i said okay you know what is there any place else i i turned to the man's neighbor like another you know stall i won't call it a shop a stall that sold roast fish and the rest and i was like oh is there any place else around where we could get dog meat and that is where the struggle began basically in a nutshell we went from place to place nigerian directional you know when you get here turn right we're basically just using landmarks trying to find turn right turn left turn left you know you see it on the right nose and left. blah 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 we eventually found the place by 7 p.m left home by 3 p.m found the place by 7 p.m crazy crazy day it could have been worse you know because we found the first place by like 6 p.m so i mean finding the next place in an hour was a grace i i suppose in some sort of way i would see it that way and um it was when we found the place we found the place and i think that is where i'm headed to with the entire story it was i was already beginning to feel some sort of unease I came around with some positive spirit to find the place, do the filming. In my head, I was like, we'll do the filming in an hour. We'll be on our way. We won't hit any traffic. None of that worked out. We hit traffic. We didn't even get to do the filming at all. And everything just seemed sort of crazy. But we found the place. And it just seemed like when we did find the place, everything fell into place. You know, we found a place where we could go earlier tomorrow. We, we also found a place that was comfortable that was a joint that had a culture of you know people who come around and eat dog meat that was owned by someone from cross river it wasn't quite a color bar kitchen but it was pretty much what we were looking for and i was like thank god we actually you know went through with it because to an extent we were already like okay so we're going to like go back wasted the entire day and we'll just sit back and regroup. And I was happy for the extra perseverance, like the extra push to go the extra mile. While everyone was tired, we just kept saying, okay, let's just find a place at least. Let's just get to the place. And we eventually did. Which is an important lesson. I think that it is so important for us to realize that finding, you know, sometimes you know the journey is is not the smoothest it's not the easiest it doesn't go as planned my life is a full testament of that it does not go as planned but finding the purpose is beautiful it's it's like everything we went through for the past four hours just felt like it was for something it was leading up to something and it will all make sense i know that a lot of motivational speakers use this line it will all make sense eventually i remember watching or listening i think i watched it it was a steve jobs um ted talk where he said connecting the dots in the future connecting the dots it it will all make sense you know the past will make sense you'd understand why you had to do this and do that and why you had to go through this and go through that and by um no means am i saying that you know you're destined in some sort of way by some sort of by higher being to get this thing in a certain way no i don't believe in that i believe that time and opportunity and chance happens to everybody if you don't believe that that's all right But that is what I strongly believe because that is what I see in the Bible. I believe time and chance will happen to everyone. So you have to pick your opportunity with the time and the chance that you have. You know, and reach out, basically take advantage of opportunities that you have. But I believe that if you're looking forward and taking advantage of these opportunities as they come, not spending too much time regretting the ones that you weren't able to grasp a hold on in future you know when you hit one milestone you'll be able to look back even though momentarily you'll be able to look back and say to yourself that all made sense you know, the failures the tears the hurt even the little moments of happiness in between that all makes sense you know the dots actually start to connect and then even those huge milestones become little milestones because if you keep moving forward you always look back and see why the dots connect and if they don't connect that's fine because they eventually will you know and i i'm saying this with I'm not just preaching. I'm taking my own advice. (laughs) Beyonce said. (laughs) I'm saying that with all conviction. Because I know it is true. I've seen it happen countless times. I've seen the system replicate. I've seen it over and over in my life. And the life of people around me. And I know that. While it might not seem like that right now. That is life. That's pretty much life. And that was Lessons of Life on Bands with Boy, the podcast with a lot of, I don't know what to say. Anyway, back to my music. I was listening to Ed Sheeran, Eddie, my boy. Okay, what song do I play now? Hey! Hey! All right, signing out, signing out! Bye, guys. See you in the next episode. <laughs> I've been spending all the time. Couple women by my side. i got sitting on my mind. Sipping on red wine. I've been sitting never. Out the pages. How to get so faded. How I get so faded. Oh, baby, don't you? <laughs> I don't even know the lyrics. Bye, guys.